Hi guys, it's Reed here uh, for another episode of the Flight Mode Podcast featuring myself. <laughs> um, I've decided to do a solo episode uh, th- for this particular one. Um, I attended a fascinating conference last week um, in, in Sydney. So I, um, I picked up some really, really cool ideas and just want to really share with you guys. So basically, for those who know me, I work at, I work at a edtech company called Full Fabric. Um, I am the solutions consultant for the Asia Pacific. Um, that being said, I attended the Australian Edutech conference held in Sydney last year. Now, number of things that were discussed there. I just want to focus on one important thing, which is very close to my heart. Um, Shirley Alexander from the University of Technology of Sydney gave a captivating talk on how to prepare work-ready graduates in 2018. She highlighted a current problem which I found heartbreaking to accept, and that is that Australia is currently facing its all-time highest unemployment rates for recent graduates, i.e. students graduating from university today are likely to be out of a job in their first 6 to 12 months from graduation, which is more than ever before. Now, these stats are specific to Australia, but I suspect this might be the case in uh, many other Western countries as well. Of course, this would be the most demoralizing situation for a student who's invested years of his or her life acquiring a degree, only to find out they're not walking into a job in their field like they expected to, or or that they were told that they would would by family, peers, uh, previous high school teachers, and so on. So Shirley Alexander from University of Technology, Sydney, um, she puts them down to two things. So the first reason why uh, why the unemployment rate for graduates are at an all-time high is a lack of interpersonal and communication skills, um, soft skills, in other words, which I had published a book about in 2016 and um, as many of you know it's very close to my heart Um, and I I have seen firsthand people struggle with um, bridging the gap between um, higher education and uh, the real world because of the lack of soft skills Uh, so the the second is a lack of care in creating applications specific to a particular role so yeah, so so both these reasons resonate with me a, a lot. Um, after I personally graduated my undergrad, um, I just found I just found it ex- extremely hard to get accustomed to the etiquette in um, in uh, the professional workspace. So things like things like managing time, uh, prioritizing certain tasks over the other over the others, um, and just just day to day things that are not really technical skills, but they are there to make you a good professional, a good employee, a good employer, um, and just daily disciplines that, that we all need to be aware of. So I, I knew at the time I wasn't alone in facing these things because um, uh, obviously I've, I had peers graduating with me um, who underwent the same things. So this talk really resonated with me because um, Shirley Alexander from the Univer- University of Technology Sydney um, highlighted a future learning model um, in the university, which is designed to prepare students to be able to respond to the demands of today's workplace. 
The reason I was very uh, captivated by this is because, as I mentioned, um, it wasn't always the case that universities are um, were proactive in uh, in preparing um, their students to be work ready. And I think it is the most important thing. It is so important as a student for me to get a return on the investment that I investment in time, investment in money that I put into three, four years of my life to have that applicable in the real world context. And um, and yeah, um, my main KPI for that is getting a job which is in my field or um, you know being a contractor which is in my field um, again this is a uh, num- n- number of things that add up to this I, I obviously went to a school we, uh, I went to I went to a school in Brisbane which was essentially a boys boarding school and it was very much in the business of creating doctors and lawyers and um, obviously neither of these were um, kind of the passions that I ended up following, um, and so uh, whatever I did learn in in uh, university in my in my business degree, uh, I did not find practical. Um, firstly, I didn't find the skills from high school uh, high school hundred um, percent practical to my university life, and I didn't find the skills in my um, university hundred percent practical to my uh, work life. Now. My MBA was was completely different. Obviously, um, four years down the track uh, after graduating, I did a MBA from uh, from um, Boston, and uh, that just gave me a paradigm shift on how um, education can be conducted. Um, and it was all so geared around getting its students ready for um, for the challenges that they face in in the day to day work workplace. Uh, it, it was just like it was just a paradigm shift in my mind. Um, so that was cool. Anyway, um, <clears throat> um, so here are a couple of things that students um, are put through today in University of Technology Sydney, which which um, I hope that other students, other universities replicate as well. Firstly, undergraduate students are trained to become more ready as. Uh, sorry, undergraduate students are trained to become work ready as early as their first year of studies. What I mean by that is by starting early and continuing training in soft skills and applications throughout their university career, students are able to develop an instinct for what is required of them beyond university and also avoid the last minute scramble in their final semester that is required to land um, a job after graduation. They are also made more attractive to employers than graduating colleagues from other universities. The second initiative is that students undergo immersive teamwork activities which requires each student to contribute ideas uh, and produce content, resolve conflict and ultimately solve real world problems. Now university faculties do not just grade students based on the quality of their group work project but also listen in to teamwork discussions and assess students on their ability to to listen, uh, to accept, and to respond to ideas. I've personally been to a uh, 
a workplace assessment centre which carries out the exact same format. Um, you're, doing, you're faced with a real-world scenario and you're working with a group to solve that scenario and there is a assessor who is listening in on the discussions. So, again, um, replica of the real world. Students are also trained in managing an online persona from day one. These include not only personal profiles, but also professional profiles um, on LinkedIn and web blogs. Uh, for those who have read my book, uh, Soft Skills for Young Pros, you know how much I push this element in particular, so I won't, I won't go into too much into it now. Students are also trained to sell stories of themselves from day one, a skill that is just as imperative upon graduation for those starting their own business venture as it is for those interviewing for employment. Overall, I'm very happy to know that higher education are taking such strides to deliver uh, to students the ultimate return on their investment, which, as I said, is a real-world application of their studies. Um, for students who aren't going through a program which is necessarily training on these skills, I would suggest the following. So, <clears throat> so three things. So, A, practice selling your own story. So, practice, so one minute, um, take one minute, um, count it with a stopwatch and practice selling your story. In um, Pretend you're in an interview or a networking event and how would you, how would you explain your story? Someone says, someone says, Reet, what's your story? Um, you should have a one-minute one kind of elevator pitch to highlight that. I'm going to have a go at mine. I'm not guaranteeing it's going to be 100% perfect because um, I haven't actually uh, practiced it lately, but I have put in a lot of practice on this in, in, in the past. Um, but I'll give it a crack. So, so my story is that I, uh, I graduated school in 2007. I went into university to study a Bachelor of Business degree. Um, I wasn't really until second year of uh, university that I figured out what I wanted to do for the rest of my career. Uh, and that's when I took a, consumer a course in consumer behavior. Consumer behavior taught me um, that I have natural skills in empathy and leadership and group work. And so I, uh, I knew that I wanted to do something uh, which would incorporate these skills in the real world. So upon graduation, I um, had spent uh, about I had spent most of that time in um, sales and marketing in the uh, specifically in the digital and tech arena. Um, and kind of when I was kind of 24, I felt a need for change. So I felt I needed to get out of my comfort zone. Um, obviously, I, I thought I was reaching, um, well, this was a perception, but I thought I was reaching a plateau in, uh, in that time. So I decided to do an um, MBA. It, it was kind of always in my plan to do an MBA. What wasn't always in my plan was to do it overseas. So I, to take a step completely outside my comfort zone, I would decide to do, pursue an MBA in the United States of America, uh, in Boston, uh, in the hub of education. And um, so, yeah, so I just uh, took my GMAT and I went for it, got accepted into HALT. Um, HALT taught me um, a lot of real-world applications and um, allowed me to hone down on my natural empathy and leadership skills. Um, and um, 
we were given a uh, one of my career highlights is that we were given a, a group project in which my group actually won the global uh, award um, for. So this was a consulting project for Philips. Um, upon graduating Halt, I moved to the UK because my uh, visa in uh, the US could not be extended. Um, so my next step was, uh, my next two options were either to move back to Australia or to try something else. I decided uh, to go with the latter and move to the UK. I found a job with a edtech company, Full Fabric, which, um, uh, which allowed me a platform to continue my uh, quest for superior uh, superior leadership skills and um, and you know um, just be an outstanding professional in the sales and marketing area. So I have been with them ever since. And just six months ago, I was presented with the opportunity of leading that company into into a different global market, which is the Asia Pacific, and that's why I'm here. So yeah, so that's my story. Uh, I know that probably wasn't one minute. Um, as I mentioned, I'm a bit out of practice, but it is what it is. Um, so that's A. So practice selling your story. B, I would say create your own online profile. This can be done on LinkedIn. Um, obviously, it should be done on LinkedIn because that's where um, a lot of employers, a lot of clients, if you're an entrepreneur, will be uh, looking out for your stuff. Um and um, I would strongly suggest, I've been pushing this um, kind of uh, to people in my own circle of influence, is to start a blog. Start your own blog as part of your online profile. Um, um, obviously, you can go a, a one step further and create a vlog or a podcast as well. But I would say just, you know, first step, keep it simple. Create a website, www.yourname.com, and have that as your blog. Now, what that does is enable you to uh, talk about things that interest you, to scratch your own itch, and really share content, share your thoughts with the rest of the world, and uh, get discovered. So when an employer is searching for your name, or a prospective employer is searching for your name, um, then they see not only a, a Facebook profile which is full of you know, drunk pictures, um, uh, they also see a, a, a polished LinkedIn profile and they see a, um, a, blo a blog uh, which really shows them how you think, right? It really, um, and, and it shows them the, not only how you think, but it shows them the kind of things that you're interested in. And I think um, if, I, if I was an employer and I was looking at someone, I was looking at a bunch of candidates that say five candidates, um, I would be, um, naturally more interested in the one that is talking about their passions, um, you know, and sharing their ideas about whatever it might be. It might be about gardening. It might be about horseback riding, um, exercise, whatever it might be. I'd be interested in at least having a conversation with this person because they sound interesting. Um, so yeah, so create your online profile, start with a blog and C is go to meetup events in the area of your interest. Um, so if it's, if it's gardening, go to meetup.com and search for gardening events. If it is fashion, go to meetup.com and search for fashion events and go to these meetup events, um, in, in the area of your interest because you never know who you'll meet. Um, it's giving you a chance to practice selling your own story and you're getting networked within uh, within an area of your interest. So, these are my top three tips for uh, for 
the guys who are just coming out of uni or just kind of in uni at the moment, um, looking for their next step, maybe not quite sure what they want to get into after graduation. Um, so three things. So practice selling your own story. That's number one. Number two is create your own online profile. And third is go to meetup events uh, in the area of your interest. These are all things that I have um, done in the past. Um, I'm not so, um, obviously, uh, you heard how uh, patchy my story was. So uh, it's it's not something, uh, you know, I'm, I'm practicing kind of as we speak, but it is it has proven very valuable to me in the past in getting into um, getting my foot in the door and getting into get uh, even getting dominant in the areas that I want create creating my own online profile and like blogging and releasing a book that got me interviewed on the Financial Times right so that's like that's not to gloat but it does make a difference to have um, to have a whole, a whole bunch of content um, out there for the world to see and really just ignoring the opinions of um, of haters, there's always going to be people that are that you know are cynical about the stuff you put out. Um, you know they might judge you for it, but just just if you can have the confidence to ignore that and just do it anyway, and just follow your own path and pretend you're just speaking to yourself or writing in a diary, writing in a journal, um, and maybe just sharing it with a close friend, and um, really just upload that. And press share on your Facebook, press share on your Twitter, uh, hit share on your Instagram, hit share on your LinkedIn. If you've got the confidence to do that, I promise you um, it'll make a lot of difference. It, it did for me, and I don't think the um, content that I put out there was um, absolutely fabulous, but it was probably the only content that was dominating the space. So my story is that, um, so you know, let's, let's talk about getting interviewed on the Financial Times, for example. I um, was interviewed on the Financial Times about stress management in higher education. Um, a year before that, 12 months before that, I had written a blog um, on my personal blog, uh, as well as on my LinkedIn, as well as my um, company's higher education blog on that topic, stress management in higher education. Now, it just so happens that someone from Financial Times was looking to in, looking. Uh, researching into this area, um, and they probably would have searched stress management in higher, edu- higher education or stress management in MBA, and my blog was coming up. Um, I'm not sure how many of them came up. I, I obviously put down three pieces of content, um, maybe one or two. All you need is for one of them to come up and catch catch an attention of someone who's working on that topic. And then this person the next day calls me up and says, hey, read your blog. It was awesome. Um, would you like to interview for the financial times? I was like, hell yeah. So yeah, so that's my story. Um, just wanted to give my two cents, um, on this as this is something, as I mentioned, is, um, a close topic to me and something I've struggled with in the past, but also something I think I have ultimately figured out. So, um, so yeah, um, love to know your thoughts, your comments, um, yeah, feel free to reach out on my Instagram at reetys, R-E-E-T-Y-S, or send me an email, reetsend4 at gmail.com. Um, or, yeah, just comment on, on, um, on this podcast and let me know what you think. All right. Thanks a lot.